Hello, and welcome to Women Developing Brilliance. I'm your host, Casey Rossi. It's my great pleasure to present interesting stories of creative women sharing their message and lighting up the world with their presence and offerings. Get ready to be inspired. You can learn more about creating a business that you love by visiting kcrossi.com. Enjoy! In this episode, we're going to be talking all about the process of letting go. Now, generally, the process of letting go is not usually an easy one. We all have times in our personal and professional life when we're faced with needing or wanting to let go of something or someone. There are a slew of reasons why we hold on longer than we should, or phrased a little better, longer than it's serving us. A couple are security, a fear of the unknown, self-doubt that we're going to make the wrong decision. So let's look at an example. If it's a person that we should let go of, say an employee, a collaboration partner, or even a supplier, sometimes keeping them around can give us a sense of security, even if it's a false one. And despite having a gut feeling that they aren't the right fit, we can often ignore our instincts. Can you relate? I see this a lot both in business and in personal relationships. The something is better than nothing mindset. And even though it feels like a short-term fix or an easier route, and even though it may not be quite urgent enough to take serious action on, it's draining you. And when we're drained, either emotionally or physically, mentally or spiritually, we can't run at optimal levels. I don't know about you, but I need all the bandwidth possible to be my best self, focus on my future, and sometimes just to get to the end of the day and still have energy, right? Every time you procrastinate letting go of someone in your business that's not making you feel good, that you find you're making excuses for often that you feel that you could do their task better or more efficiently, or basically an overall feeling of dread when you have to communicate with that person, you're wasting precious energy. I'm going to say that again. You are wasting your precious energy. We all know that we only have so many hours in the day, but guess what, my friend? We all have a limited amount of chi as well, that universal energy to expend every day. So if you're allowing your chi or your life force to be drained, you're doing yourself a great injustice. And quite frankly, other people in your life that deserve more of you are actually getting gypped too. Does that make sense? Endings are never easy, but if you're honest with yourself, you know when they are needed. Think of your business as having its own lifeblood, a pumping heart and breathing system. Because it actually does. You've created something outside of yourself that requires special attention, nurturing, guidance, and consistent effort, much like a child. If you have something that's taking away the optimal health of your business, it has to be taken care of. Sometimes you can support and heal the thing so it can have like full health return. And I am all for honest communication and working on things that provide value. But there are times when despite your best efforts, it still feels like a toxin and even the best meds aren't working, if you know what I mean. 
Like the popular Zen proverb states, let go or be dragged. Now, when I first heard this statement, I immediately envisioned someone being pulled by a car, like dragging along the road. I have no idea why, but it felt really dramatic to me. And I thought to myself, if this person would just let go, all of the pain and the suffering and the agony would stop. What comes up for you when you hear let go or be dragged? I find it very powerful. Usually one or two, if not more things, immediately arise to the surface. Things that you know are no longer serving you and that you should release, but for some reason you haven't. Can you relate? So how can you help yourself move past resistance of letting go? Well, One simple thing that I recommend and I invite you to do is journal everything that you're afraid of if you take action and let go. And one by one, brainstorm three solutions to the supposed problem. Now, I want you to be as audacious and bold as you can when you are brainstorming resolutions. It's just to get your mind thinking of alternatives to the present circumstance. I also want to mention here that Letting go doesn't just refer to cutting someone out of your life or business. Letting go can also apply to your mental state as well. So here's what I mean. Say you're faced with anxiety about an upcoming speaking event. You've committed to giving this presentation, but then fear and anxiety and self-doubt creep in, and now you're second-guessing the whole thing. Now, you can allow your mind to take you to dark places and go around the merry-go-round of what-ifs, or you can surrender and let go of the negative thought patterns that are driving you absolutely bonkers. Now, I know this is easier said than done, no doubt, but it's a habit that you can adopt and over time be able to mind shift on a dime. How do I know? because I regularly practice the letting go technique. And if you don't already know about the popular doctor, author, and mystic, David R. Hawkins, I highly recommend his books. He is a widely known authority within the fields of consciousness research and spirituality. David taught from a unique perspective as an experienced clinician He was a really, really popular psychotherapist in his field, but he also has a very science-based method, and he was very much known for his mystic qualities as well. So his book, Letting Go, The Path of Surrender, is amazing and has shifted my perspective greatly. When asked about the letting go mechanism in that book, David responds, what is it? Letting go is like the sudden cessation of an inner pressure or the dropping of a weight. It is accompanied by a sudden feeling of relief and lightness with an increased happiness and freedom. It is an actual mechanism of the mind and everyone has experienced it on occasion. A good example is the following. You are in the midst of an intense argument. You are angry and upset when suddenly the whole thing strikes you as absurd and ridiculous and you start to laugh. The pressure is relieved. You come up from anger and fear and feeling attacked to feeling suddenly free and happy. Think how great it would be if you could do all of that 
any time, in any place, with any event. You could always feel free and happy and never be cornered by your feelings again. That's what this technique is all about, letting go consciously and frequently at will. You are then in charge of how you feel and you are no longer at the mercy of the world and your reactions to it. You are no longer the victim. I absolutely love his work. I hope that little clip was as inspiring to you as it was when I first read it and even actually just reading it again. I think it's very, very inspiring. I'm all about empowering. I'm all about taking control, getting in the driver's seat, and if you don't like where you're going, to shift, right? To follow your internal GPS, your internal guidance system that is going to move you in directions that are going to be exactly right for you and your path. Now, what's the alternative to letting go? Well, the opposite in my mind is hanging on. And when we hang on to something or someone not right for us, we can and do experience physical symptoms like headaches, upset stomachs, as well as mental burdens that can cause us to be unfocused and heavy. Left unaddressed, clutching or hanging on to people, places, or things that drag us down can actually create long-term illness. So as you know, because I know my listeners and many of you are in the wellness fields and are really interested in personal development, you already know that the mind-body connection cannot be underestimated. So let's think about some of the things that we can let go of today. And I'm going to give you some examples in three different categories to kick it off. So here are some examples of mindsets to let go of. Letting go of taking things personally. Now, I do this too. I think many of this of us do this, especially women. We are constantly taking things personally. If someone didn't respond to an email fast enough, if somebody didn't compliment us when we got all gussied up for an event or a date, right? If somebody even looks at us in a certain way, we can make up all of these stories and take it personally. And that negative self-talk and these creative stories, whether they're true or not true, most of the time they're not true, can definitely, definitely drag us down. Another example is letting go of perfectionism. I definitely have my hand raised in the kind of title of a recovering perfectionist because for years I really struggled with not putting work out unless I felt it was absolutely perfect. And I know a lot of you feel that as well. And a lot of you have really looked at that and shine some light on it and are recovering perfectionists as well. So understanding that none of us are perfect, that's why we're in the human body and releasing the need to be perfect or this unrealistic expectation that our work has to be polished perfection before we press go on Facebook Live, before we press publish on a blog, before we go and do an Instagram post, any marketing thing that requires us to step in and out and up, right? So many of us kind of trick ourselves to think that it has to be polished when quite frankly, people are thirsty for authenticity and perfectionism is overrated. 
People want to see the true you. They want to feel your passion. They don't want something that's polished and academic 24-7, right? They really just want to be able to relate to you. And we all have flaws. So that's a big one. Letting go of perfectionism and embracing who we are, all of our bumps and highlights too, right? The good, the bad, the ugly. Today's episode is brought to you by Thrive Business Thrive, a step-by-step business building online course. Thrive Business Thrive takes you from a concept to paying clients in just 16 weeks. If you're tired of doing it alone and trying to piece together your business by watching one YouTube tutorial after another and following multiple experts, it's time to plug into a tried and true plan. Thrive Business Thrive focuses on results, increasing your impact, and moreover, establishing the foundation needed for a thriving business. To learn more about Thrive Business Thrive, your blueprint to create a flourishing business, visit caseyrossi.com slash thrive. That's caseyrossi.com slash thrive. Another example of a mindset to let go of is people-pleasing. And this is another one where, especially in service-based industries, we can very much easily get into the pattern of a jump how high, right? So when someone needs us, we drop everything. We somehow forget that we had an agenda. We look at our phone first thing in the morning and allow other people to tell us what our agenda is going to be because we got sucked into our inbox, right? The fact that we have to continue to over-deliver in the vein of people-pleasing. People-pleasing is exhausting, And it actually never really gives you fulfillment. And moreover, it's not sustainable. It's a surefire way to burn out. Another example of a mindset to let go of is let go of thinking that you're not ready, right? That you need one more course before you can actually put a shingle out, that you have to read one more article, that you have to watch one more YouTube tutorial, and then you'll be ready. My friend, you are ready now. You are ready now. And, you know, experts say to step out and fail, but fail fast. And I'm not a huge fan of that. But what I do like is the action piece, the stepping out. And what I really flip that into is there is no such thing as failure, only lessons. And so I want you to go ahead and give yourself permission to surrender and let go to think that you're not ready. You are ready now. You're doing so much greater and better than you think you're doing. So here are some examples of things to let go of. I'm a huge fan of Marie Kondo. I absolutely love her Netflix special, Tidying Up. Um, I've read her book and I often, oftentimes will remind myself of her mantra of spark joy. And I'll ask myself, does this spark joy? Does this person, does this place, does this thing, does this idea, does this endeavor spark joy? And so when I think of some things to let go of, I'm often reminded of just her really bright spirit and how she's changing the world through tidying spaces. One area is through physical clutter, 
right? Go through your home, your car, your desk, both above and below your desk, right? Because a lot of us store things under stuff, even under our bed, and that's not good feng shui. So definitely let go of physical clutter that is not serving you. Let go of outdated software and tech equipment from the 80s and 90s that probably have had 10 iterations to get up to speed, right? Step into that pro space. If you want to up-level, your things and your apps and your tech should reflect that as well. You're worth it, right? If you still have a flip phone, my friend, definitely go ahead and update that. Another example of things to let go of, stuff that doesn't light you up or represent you or your brand any longer. This could be your brand. This could be your logo. This could be your color scheme. I recently did a rebrand that I am soon to roll out. I cannot wait. And it's interesting because it was just two years ago that I created a pivot from a brand that was kind of like DIY, you know, one that I put together and used Canva, and that was fine in the early years. And then I was all excited and I hired a professional brand developer and I loved the brand when she created it at the top of 2018, I think it is now. And as I started to grow and redefine my niche and started really attracting a different client base, I didn't feel as aligned with that brand, even though it was professionally developed and it was serving me to some extent. But when I looked at it, it didn't spark joy. It didn't light me up. It didn't feel like this amazing representation of my dream client. And so I want you to go ahead and look at your brand, look at your logo, look at your materials, look at your website. Does it feel fresh? Does it make you excited? Are you happy to hand somebody your business card? Are you excited to exchange LinkedIn profiles? Like whatever it is, These things, even if they're digital, right? We have some physical things and we have some digital things. They represent us and who we are. So I invite you to do a little audit and let go of any stuff that doesn't light you up or represent you and your brand any longer. And then the last piece in that category, examples of things to let go of, are digital files and emails that you've been hanging on to for years. I actually have an associate that has over 10,000 emails in her inbox. Now, no judgment here. Well, I guess, honestly, maybe a little bit of judgment, but... Man, that's got to be overwhelming. I mean, at this point, it's like just SK that inbox and create another email because the amount of time it's going to take to even go through that, it could be absolutely maddening. And again, honestly, if you haven't used it in 30 or 60 days, most likely you're not going to go back in and look at that white paper, go through that PDF that you opted in for, or any of the other best intentions that now months have turned into years and you haven't gotten around to it. So I invite you to take a look at things that are no longer serving you and let go of them. Now, here are some examples of people to let go of. And this is a harder category. A lot of times there's a stronger emotional connection. There's a heart connection many times. So go gentle here. Be fragile about yourself. Like be mindful about your sensitivity and your fragility. But I also don't want you to stay in the comfort zone for the sake of false security. So I want you to consider letting go of people such as partners, 
not pulling their weight, or people that you've hooked up with collaborations that they're really not putting in, right? I have a friend of mine that's working on a book collaboration, and recently when they got together with this mindful process, she realized that she had 25 stories to contribute to this collective book, and that one of the author's in a many months worth of this project, had only contributed one story. And so when you really start to zoom out and you take the pressure off yourself of being the doer, and you look at this collaboration very objectively, where, of course, when we enter in a partnership or a collab, we're entering in with the best intentions that both of us are going to be equal and it's going to be a win-win and we're each going to be using our strengths and skill sets to lift the other person up. And unfortunately, in some cases, that's just not the facts. That's not the truth. That's not what's happening. And so I encourage you to zoom out and really have everyone put their cards on the table and really look at the contributions. And sometimes the contributions are tangible, like actual stories in a book collab. And sometimes the contributions are not tangible, but are valuable because somebody could be bringing enthusiasm, accountability, they could be bringing direction. And there is a lot of value in intellectual property as well. And sometimes there's not. And that's when I want you to just really be objective, take a little breath, step back, look at this partnership, look at this collab and ask yourself, is this working for me? Do I feel excited by working with this person? And if the answer is no, then we have to let them go. Another example of people that we want to be kind of conscious if we need to let go of are employees not performing. Now, this could be your virtual assistant. This could be an actual employee that's showing up in your brick and mortar. But if for whatever reason you find yourself getting too involved in their personal life, right? And in that making excuses, well, they just broke up with their partner or their mother's been really sick or their pet has been ailing or on and on and on. We all have life that we have to deal with. But if you find yourself making excuses for your employee, then they're not serving you. If you find you are actually feeling more like you're working for them, then it's not working for you, right? I actually had a situation where I came into that and it was like, you know what? I feel like I'm working for this person. And they were somebody that was an independent contractor that was supposed to be helping me. And I really felt a lot of pressure to get everything to this prep stage so they could kind of get in there and execute what I needed. Ask yourself that question. Your staff, your independent contractors, the people that you are employing should be taking pressure off of you. They should be making your job and your life and your day easier. And if they're not, we have to let them go. And the other thing is, if they are not in alignment with your company culture, we have to let them go, right? If they're coming in with baggage and negativity day in and day out, this is not helping you, your customers, or the vibe of your overall company culture, we have to let them go. The other area, and this is, again, something that's a little bit challenging, but clients, 
clients that are not in alignment with your dream client, clients that are negative, that take you for granted, or that you have to chase to get paid. You, my friend, are worth more than that, right? Even if you quote unquote need the money, by holding on to these clients that are not serving you or in alignment or having a successful partnership, you're actually taking up space for the people that would be filling the perfect dream client profile. You are allowing that person who is not a good fit to take up space physically, on your roster, psychically, and emotionally that someone else who really needs your services and that will appreciate you and will see the value in your work and will accept your rates They're waiting for you. And this other person that maybe you're hanging on to is taking up that space. And the last example of the people category are suppliers. Suppliers that maybe aren't reliable, that you know that you've needed to change, but maybe you've been a little bit lazy and haven't taken the time to go on Google, find somebody else, or that just aren't friendly. They have no bedside manner, right? They appear and they feel like, They're just going through the motions and showing up to do the job, but they don't have enthusiasm, a warm heart, or a friendly hello even. So here is a whole list of examples in the mindset category, in the thing category, and then in the one that's a little bit more challenging in the people category. But trust me when I say that when you step up and say yes to yourself and really put down this soft boundary for yourself that you are worth only things that are going to light you up in your space. Like you are worth making this decision of the people, places, and things, and even your own mindset that you are going to allow in your space. Think of the possibilities that will open up when you surrender and let go. With each courageous step that you take to consciously let go, you will open up creative space for things that really matter and that will make you happy. Because like Buddha said, in the end, only three things matter. How much you loved, how gently you lived, and how gracefully you let go of things not meant for you. And you, my friend, are destined for great things, big and beautiful. So let go and free up an abundance of resources that will allow you to shine. Until next time, my friends, breathe joy. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on women developing brilliance. If so, head on over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you.